what's big and purple and mad all over (laughs) and always gets his way why Thanos and he wins on this episode Welcome to Panelism, the show where we talk about the comics and graphic novels worth having on your shelf. I am Taylor Trask. And I'm Todd A. And Todd, it is uh, another beautiful week out there in comic book land. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what, what was the, uh, the, the, there was some dumb theme that I kept harping on. I can't remember if it was weather or anyway. Uh, it, it's funny because we have consistently been recording podcasts and even Panelism, but we haven't yeah. talked about comic books in a while. No, because we did, we got off on a movie kick, movie tangent, and then we, we did, did a, pre- a Game of Thrones preview. Game of Thrones preview. Oh yeah, yeah. And a movie preview, and then a Shazam episode. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it has been a hot second since we've been talking about a book. So we're we're back to it, and um, I'm just gonna jump right in. I've I've got a pick this week that is something I heard about um, while it was going on. I think I read an IO9 article or something about it, and thought, well, that's kind of a cool cool notion and was just randomly perusing comiXology I, i'm still uh um one of the unlimited you know, unlimited member for a little a little while longer yeah me and too. i just went to and i is popped up i'm like oh my god i'm gonna with the with avengers endgame coming out um i definitely wanted to just sort of have a, a thanos fix and i decided to download and read thanos wins by <laughs> donny cates uh who we'll get back to in a second he's kind of the main the main showrunner for this thing, but then joining him uh, as writers are Kieran Gillen, Al Ewing, Ryan North, Christopher Hastings, and Katie Cook. And then Jeff Shaw uh, did a lot of the art uh, along with Donnie and then uh, Fraser, Ir- Fraser Irving, also an artist on the series. So quite a lot of people pitching in, uh, but Donnie Cates, you may know from a little book called God Country which came out uh, on image recently that I'm going to be talking about very soon. So we'll come back to that in a future episode. Really great book uh, and, in, the, in the limited series on image. And of course you'll know Katie cook from my little pony. Um, you and I are huge bronies. So <laughs> <laughs> that's right. For the record, we are not. Well, I, 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 this, this may be Todd's coming out party. I don't know. It's, I, I'm going to confess here and now. I'm a brony. You just got to have to rip, rip the bandage off. If you're going to do, if you're going to do it, just do it. You know, in style and flair. Anyway, Thanos wins. Um, obviously published by Marvel. Uh, I read it via my iPad, Comicsology Unlimited, which I'm just going to say out of the gate, I think is the proper way to consume this. Um, you know, if if you feel like not wanting to rent it i mean just buy the digital copy uh if you want to actually own it um but i think cover or cover flow or guided view uh through comiXology or whatever your 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 app is is probably the best way to do this it's you kind of need that cinematic um look at it guided view you're only looking at it one panel at at a time I, sh- I should always remember we have listeners who probably aren't familiar with guided view um so you know oh. maybe re- you know Remind them if you're on Comicsology, or there's a couple. I think when Image sold their own stuff, their digital files, they had a, a version of this you could get. I think 
but you basically it, it zooms in on a particular panel and there's a really fluid animation that occurs as you go from panel to panel. Sometimes the screen color will change from black to white and it'll sort of try to accent the right stuff at the right time and you, and you read it in that flow. So it feels like a storyboard, like an actual movie storyboard or an animatic, animatic or something like that. So for this book, very much uh, probably the best way to consume it because you, you find out pretty quick there's a lot of, a lot of twists and a lot of those twists occur on the same page. So you, you flip the page and you'll get a glimpse of something. You're like, oh, Jesus. Whereas if you just see it one panel at a time, you're not spoiled that far into the book. Um, so some of these twists can be a lot more a lot more surprising or a lot more pronounced. Now, and, one thing we always bring up is like, do you, were there times where you tapped out to see the whole page? Uh, like, was there a composition for, you know between all the panels that you felt you're missing out on or that was easy to access or whatever. I did it like, you know, so for example, when they have, um, and, and usually cover or a guided view, will just do this for you anyway. Um, if there's, if it feels like the whole page is one big thing you need to see, it will finish your scroll by zooming out itself. But like, if you see a panel where there's like interconnected lines to what's clearly the next panel and the next panel where you're like, Oh, I need to see what this looks like as a whole. Because there's an obviously obvious design choice, then yeah, I'll zoom out. But if it's if it's clearly part of the you know the panel, you know the actual grid system in a very clear way, I usually don't. Gotcha. Yeah. So anyway, this this um, definitely, and I'm sure you can enjoy it printed too. I'm not saying you can't, but it's just it, for me, it worked really really well uh, through guided view. And I'm just gonna come out of the gate and say this is like a the theme or sort of the the aesthetic of this book is like a. Um, monster truck rally <laughs> and like a, you know, like a Metallica concert or something kind of all rolled into one. It's, okay. <laughs> it's just, it's extreme on every level. You almost, you almost feel like if this was a movie, you know, Thor Ragnarok had some, some pretty jamming songs, but this would just have death metal playing as its soundtrack, you know, as that, as every scene happens. This little, is twisted sisters Christmas album is what you're saying. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Unfamiliar, but yes. Um, and and it has all the same bombacity. If you liked God Country, which Donny Case wrote, created, drew, um, if you like that book, it's it's got a kind of a, a male soap opera kind of vibe. It's just it's just big and grandiose. You know, you might say Shakespearean, but I would even say it. You know, God Country feels almost sort of timeless. You know, it's a timeless myth. Uh, Thanos wins the same, very much the same. Like you kind of feel like you're reading. Um, you know, like something, something similar to like the Epic of Gilgamesh or Beowulf, you know, it's sort of written or even like, you know, the book of revelations, it just has this very sort of grand, um, you know, sort of very non-nuanced, very non-nuanced, extreme storytelling style. It's just like, nothing's left to, nothing's left to stand. Totally. Yeah. Anyway, here's, here's the back of the book. Um, ask the most powerful beings how the universe will end and they will answer with these two words. Thanos wins. And now it looks as though that disturbing thought is about to come up. It was about to become a horrific reality. See what happens when the mad Titan gets his way. Thanos journeys to the end of time. And at his moment of complete victory, it still isn't, or he still isn't happy with what he sees. Witness the mad Titan's greatest glory and ultimate shame. And no matter what form Thanos victories or Thanos's victory takes, is there any way that anyone or anything can possibly survive? Featuring the Silver Surfer and introducing the all-new Cosmic Spirit of Vengeance Ghost Rider, TM. Mm -hmm. um, so, right so, away, so now that you've read that, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, maybe, maybe uh, I, I, well, now that you've read that, is this book in <laughs> canon? Now that I've experienced that, yes. Okay. Yes. 
Now, I read it not knowing most of the canon. Strangely, I actually did coincidentally uh, read right before this the Infinity Wars run, um, the newer one from like two, two or three years ago, okay. um, uh, where uh, the Requiem character does something to Thanos that I don't want to spoil. Uh, but so I read that, and that occurs pretty much right before this um, or right after this, one of the two. I think right before this. So I, the. I, I do like how the event books, when they've already done it and they want a sequel to it, DC and Marvel just pluralize it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Infinite crises. <laughs> Infinity wars. Yeah. There's more wars now. No, it's, and it was a good little series. You know, I, I rented that one too, just because yeah, it's not one of those books that I would ever want to own. Um, because you read it once and you're kind of like, okay, that's fine. You know, it's not, it's not yeah. going to reveal some new truth every time you open it up necessarily. I mean, not to, not maybe to some, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. Anywho. Um, so this, that's the back of the book. It's very, you know, very arch, very overdramatic. Um, to to kind of summarize that though, Thanos, the whole, the underlying plot line without spoiling, spoiling too much. I'll try to try to keep it, base level so some of these things are, are obvious you know there's a few interesting twists that i'm not going to spoil uh too, too much but basically thanos goes uh recruits his younger self millions of years in the past to help him uh in you know present day so thanos is the only basically the only living thing at the end of the universe uh but he's got to fight this character called the fallen one this mysterious character so he recruits younger thanos to come forward to, to do that um, along the way, he's basically recruited by this sort of cosmic, you know, cosmic character slash ghostwriter who is actually Frank Castle. So at some at some point in the book, they explain how Frank Castle became first the Punisher, uh, the Punisher, obviously, but then also the ghostwriter and then basically becomes a, a ward of Galactus or a herald of Galactus. And so he becomes like, you know, a power cosmic uh, ghostwriter Frank Castle. And then oh my God. lives for like a millions and millions of years and goes crazy and just becomes this kind of goofy Deadpool like character at the end of time with Thanos. It's a little convoluted, but it, so is, wait, is the book kind of goofy? I mean, you definitely set it up like it's over the top, but if it's in Canon, I mean, uh... it's in Canon, but it's just, it's just like, you'll, you'll see here in just a second. Okay. So, okay. Um, yeah. So that's, that's the, his, his cosmic ghostwriter um, character. Um, they do have a, a, a wonderful kind of, like I said, chapter of, of it where they really focus on what happened to him. Um, and every time they flash back, they just show, you know, it's the end of the Avengers. So, like, Thanos just is immortal. He just goes on and on and on. And, you know, at some point, he's able to kill them all. And then at some point, he's able to enslave Earth, and then Earth dies off. So, it, so all these things happen. Um, he Just to give you a sense of the, the grandiose part of it, he sits his, – his castle, he comes, he comes back to, like, a totally, you know uh, – overrun you're like no no one lives uh, no population no no um vegetation no animals like earth just a barren wasteland he takes he fights the eternals he beats all the eternals and he builds like this giant black tower spire uh out of their bones okay and it's like yeah so there's like it's it's all this like very very metal you know kind of kind of imagery but it, it focuses on this little slice of frank castle how he becomes um ghost rider and he Basically, at the end of the universe, Galactus is one of the last things living too. And there's this beautiful panel that I'll try to post in the Instagram um, uh, post for this episode where it's Frank Castle talking to an injured Galactus. And they're just sort of sitting on this rooftop. And it's, it's just this weird, surreal scene 
um, you know, Ghost Rider and Galactus and uh, him trying to make a deal. Hold on. <laughs> Did you say sitting on a rooftop? Uh, Ghost Rider is, and, and Galactus oh. is like... <laughs> I'm just picturing, like, they're both sitting... Oh, holding hands? Yeah, no. yeah, well, like, Galactus's feet are just on the ground, but he's yeah. just sitting on a skyscraper or something. Okay, yeah. so it's a giant Galactus, yeah. Yeah, so so he's there. He brings present day Thanos forward in time. So then you you meet you meet King Thanos, who's this you know immortal character. He's all old. He's got a white beard and everything. And he, the only other creatures alive are him, the Fallen One, who we'll meet eventually, um, Cosmic Ghost Rider, and then we learn that he's had the Hulk as his pet this entire time. And you know you meet you meet Bruce Banner at some point too. Um, but both of them, both the Hulk and Banner, every time they meet a new person, they're just like, kill me. <laughs> Please it, kill me. So they're alive that whole time. Which Hulk is it? Is it Bruce? It's Bruce, it's Bruce yeah. Okay. They I, I don't know. Somehow dead. in somehow he they find a way, or I'm sure maybe in some offshoot book they explain how Thanos was able to keep him alive, or maybe it's just a random aside. Who knows? Hmm. Um, some of this book works really well. Just you, you know, you can enjoy it and not know the canon. I'm sure knowing the canon would make it it's already messing me up because i'm trying to like rewind and go like okay well this book came out last year yeah <laughs> was, was bruce banner alive then i don't know i mean he's alive in the future so maybe they bring him back <laughs> uh, yeah so yeah he built again lives in this and it looks when they show it from the outside it looks just like the the black tower from uh from the black tower it's just like this that spire looking shape you see on the cover of those stephen king books and comics it's just very similar very very eerie in that way um quick shout out to the art uh well uh, lengthy shout out to the art not quick um he's it's uh it's amazing it's cinematic um beautifully beautifully colored so one of the other things you get with with guided view is um these panels up close or highlighted or or singled out you get to really kind of take in the color a lot more than you would when Hmm. it's um uh, you know, on a, on a bigger page and the splash pages themselves are obviously really well done too, but yeah, just really, really good color, really good shading. Uh, and again, the arts just has that really interesting cinematic touch, which is you get, now, you get more to when you guided view. You had mentioned all the artists that contributed to that. And I know some of those names were also writers, but it, it, are they, is it like different artists come in for different issues or are they using them for different scenes? Um, there's only one art. I mean, I think the only two artists are um, uh, Donny Cates and Jeff Shaw. Oh, and, and all those other names were just writers. And Fraser, show? Fraser Irving, yeah. So Kieran Gillen, author, Al Ewing, author, Ryan North, Christopher Hastings, Katie Cook, all authors. Oh no, Katie oh. Cook was an author artist. I'm. Uh, I apologize. So she drew some some of it too. Gotcha. So yeah, okay. the art changes here and there, but it seems largely consistent. There's like this uh, sort of. Uh, Thing on the you know, extra issue or two on the back end that are just purely hmm. like you know batmite sort of just random non sequitur <laughs> kind of things and so uh, you know like at one point thanos is like a a small like pokemon children's toy and he's like ordering these other cute animals around you're just like what the what is going on okay. um so I'm, I'm guessing some of these artists or some of these author creators might have contributed to that gotcha little, yeah yeah a little Next. tricky after that original list it's tricky tricky to kind of keep track of who did what right um so uh, just go to Comixology or Amazon to kind of sort through that. But the again, be- cinematic um, and the, the guided view really, really works well. They started incorporating the mu- uh, movie designs of characters mm. into the comic continuity more and more. So right out of the gate, you notice you're seeing 
Thanos's face looks a lot more like Josh Brolin's face. <laughs> you know, it's he's got yeah. and they're and they're showing it a lot more. They're showing his eyes more. Um, his expressions are much more like Josh Brolin expressions, and they're even giving him, you know, like the 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 King Thanos old you know, old Thanos in the future's battle armor. Mm. The helmet looks exactly like what uh, Brolin's Thanos wears. It's exact same design. So I've seen that with a couple other recent Marvel issues. Oh of, yeah, of things. me too. You know, Star Lord's looking more like Chris Pratt. Um, Loki is straight up Tom. <laughs> Tom yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It's it's interesting they're doing that. I'm sure it, I'm sure it helps with sales to some degree. Um, but you inevitably start hearing those actors' voices in your head instead of a yeah. you know your own version of Thanos. So that was kind of cool because you got to hear like, ooh, this what would this sound like if Josh Brolin said it? But you know, there's kind of hearing your original idea of his voice in your mind too. Is I you don't want to lose that necessarily, but right. I don't know. It, it, hewing so closely to the movies, it almost makes it inevitable. You're just gonna kind of treat this all as the same thing. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I have real mixed feelings about that. Like I, I had that when I encountered that Loki version and Thor of like, Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what we're doing now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, well, one of the, the other, well, real quick, one of the other yeah. things, uh, and this is sort of spoilery, but it's not, yes. It, it, you're, you know, it's going to happen. It's not like it's, it's a secret. And I feel like knowing it does enhance, um, your appreciation of the book. If you knew it was coming, but like you know, Thanos is always trying to appeal to death and you know the personification of death and he's always trying to court her and in, uh, Infinity Gauntlet tries, tries and tries and tries, takes control of the entire – all of existence, all of reality and she still you know, spurns him. In this, he finally does something to get her attention and she comes to him. Um, so it's hmm. kind of cool to see that what he does is a huge spoiler. So I don't want to say that, you know, give that away or, or the resolution of that. But what's really freaking weird is that when she appears, you see her kind of, you know, um, a little in the distance as traditionally depicted, but as she comes closer and closer and, and the shot gets tighter and tighter, she looks and acts like a Japanese Hirojuku girl. Like she's got this weird mm -hmm. sort of anime hair and she makes these weird sort of winking kind of like, expressions and she doesn't say any words but she does these kind of like little winky uh anime sort of sailor moon kind of faces and i'm just like what is what is this hmm. it's very bizarre it does kind of work given how ridiculous everything else is that you're seeing you know sort of this like these, this end time scenario um they eventually reveal who the fallen one is too i don't necessarily want to spoil that it's kind of a cool cool little twist if you don't know it's coming <laughs> um, but that, that sort of ties it all together. So there's essentially four, four or five characters at the end of all time and death. And she's like a, a Hirojuku girl. And you're just like, I, okay, okay, I guess that is happening too now. So, it, you know, but it, just, it did throw me off at first. Interesting. So, I mean, a lot of things you've said are like, like described it as over the top or something. Do you feel yeah. like it almost could have gone more over the top? Could we have gone into that Rob Liefeld, like <laughs> Deadpool ridiculousness? You know, where it's the... kind of there already. That's what oh, I'm okay. saying. That's sort of the level that we're at. Um, okay. You know, I don't think it's, I mean, to say it's self-aware may be the wrong read, but it definitely, it's not afraid to just make big giant bold yeah. strokes or take like a, you know, neon pink can of spray paint and just go you know just spray over everything yeah uh, i i know i'm i'm projecting my own wishes for this book onto it because when you texted me and told me what book you were doing i my reply was like i hope i so hope that's scotty young doing like a, a piss take on it all you know because I, I really wanted that like over the yeah. top kind of thing of 
you know, something just uh, so beyond and so, so metal that it couldn't be in canon. Well, but okay. Now, uh, uh, now that you say the Rob Liefeld thing, the whole issue where um, uh, uh, Castle becomes the Ghost Rider yeah. slash like, <laughs> yeah. that whole yeah. issue. I mean, I'm looking at it. He Rob Liefeld might as well have have actually drawn it out. Like it's so extreme. There's one portion where it shows like Thanos. It's like the final fight with the Avengers, and he's just straight up murdering everybody. He's like ripping, you know, he's like ripping yeah. Peter Parker, and he literally takes Iron Man. There's, there's a panel where he's ripping him in half, and just blood and guts are spilling everywhere. It's huh. like Thanos is like, oh, and it's like just this, you know. Again, in in the Thor Ragnarok version of this, that would be happening in slow motion while you heard this like, you just like behind it, just you know that you almost imagine that yeah the the Zack Snyder three hundred effect where just all the just gruesome shit happens in slow motion. It's kind of what a lot of this book is, just really, you know, extreme violent sort of. Oh wow, okay. I mean, I I definitely appreciate that it was released in the off season between infinity war and Endgame. you know, yeah. like that's a pretty cool idea. And, and, you know, and apparently just goes off on a tangent and it's not, they're not trying to make it a book. That's like, keep, you know, keeping your interest peaked. They're trying to show you a alternative outcome or a different story with those characters, which that's very intriguing because it's, you don't, you know, it's not like a, a, a you know, a supplement uh, or maybe it is a supplement, but it's well. Not, here, it's, I'm glad you said that because yeah. the way it ends, okay, could easily make it an elseworld, an elseworlds book. Yeah. Um, what's the Marvel? Do they use that term, or is that a DC term? Uh, I can't remember which is which, but one of them is what if. What if is Marvel? So like that would make it a what if book. Um, but you could also make a, a solid case that it is that, and it is a, it is also in continuity. Hmm. Um, yeah well i mean that's the nice thing about uh, the time stone right <laughs> that does it's all play... it's all what if well the time, stone the time is, stone you find out early on the time stone is how they're able to to take current thanos into the future that is yeah. what is used um but that is the infinity stones after that don't really play any role i don't think yeah no they don't um oh, okay. so there's but there is something that the, the way it ends um you know the title is true thanos wins He'll, he just wins all everything, but it's, you know, it, it does leave it open to interpretation. Well, did you enjoy it? I did. You know, <laughs> I, I, I didn't have to hate read it at any point uh-huh. and I clipped through it pretty quick. Like, you know, I think while I was waiting on my oil change um, and yeah. then maybe a little after that, it's an you know, hour and a half read uh, the way, you know, the way I like to read the speed I like to read that. So that it went pretty quick. Um, it was just a nice, fun little book. And, and you get, more context into Thanos that isn't the infinity gauntlet, just utter, you know, you don't, you, you don't get Thanos running around in like a helicopter with his name on it, you know, like in some, some Ooh. of those, some of those books, I, I still don't know how or why that would happen, but I don't, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want somebody who has wielded cosmic power and is this immense threat to be riding around in a helicopter with his own name on it. I just, yeah, just, that, I, that intrigues me now. <laughs> are you not familiar with this you know no. what I'm talking about? No. google google thanos helicopter and just see see what you see oh no this um, is a real thing this was this happened a lot too this was a a common thing like a common thing in the comic books and in the cartoon there was like a cartoon okay. that had it like a spider-man or a, some something where thanos appears 
as a, like a side character. Well, I definitely like the toy <laughs> of the, the Thanos copter. I mean, what the fuck? This is so weird. Is he the penguin? Like, what the hell? Like, what does he have? Yeah. So, so it's not that because that that's the whole reason I brought that up. This is not that. This is definitely a its own thing, and it's just so it's sort of batshit crazy enough where you're just like, all right, you know, I'm not. I, I probably I don't need to own it physically. Yeah, it's, yeah. Hel- it's you know, it is it is considerably close to a. 80s slasher movie that you'd rent on VHS in 1988. Like we're gonna, we're gonna watch, uh, we're gonna watch Halloween too, everybody. You know, just like you get it, you rent it. You don't have to own it, but once in a while, you just want to grab it from the store, give it a spin. So if you're a big Thanos fan, own it. If you're a big Marvel Avengers fan, own it probably. But if you're a casual comics fan, yeah, I we, we kind of talked about a, a, about this a little bit before we started recording. We were joking about uh, how comicsology makes it easy to you know, have to, to read the comics that are worth having on your digital shelf for a little while (laughs) (laughs) or however we qualify the comics worth having on your digital shelf for a little while. Yeah. I mean, cause honestly, once you started talking about it, I, I went straight to comiXology and downloaded it when you and, and I texted about it before recording this, I, I didn't know how you'd read it. So I didn't even look for it, honestly, but, but yeah, it's like you, you describing it, I just, you know, punch that little borrow button and I'll check this out. Uh, it definitely, I do like the the feeling of having a digital book and giving up in the middle. You know, yeah. it's so yeah. much harder for me to do that with comics, um, especially, uh, well, I don't know, but maybe, maybe single issues makes it easier, but still like it's, if it's physical, I feel like, Oh, I invested in this, you know, I got to mm-hmm. go through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually, it's strange, strange story or, tangent there is one book that i have actually bought twice as a trade paperback and returned twice <laughs> <laughs> because i grabbed it it's a jonathan hickman book i'll just say what it is it's red mask for mars mm. and i've acquired it twice i bought it once because i was like oh i'm a hickman fan i was just going down the list yeah right? of course yeah and that's early hickman too so i was like oh hell yeah and it just oh man it it falls flat it's just like this is what is this this is not what i'm used to and so I was like, well, with a heavy heart, I will donate it to the library. Yeah. And then about a year ago, I was like, you know, maybe I wasn't nuanced enough. Maybe it's like a Bowie album that you got to listen to a hundred mm. times to really get. I'm going to give it another chance. So I grabbed it again. And I'm like, if I really, if I change my mind, I don't want to have to buy it digitally and then physically because I'd rather have all the Hickman stuff physical. <laughs> I just, so I'm like, I'll just get it physically. <laughs> I'll just get it physically because I'm like, if you know, I don't want to have to own it twice for that reason. So I'll get it physically. Then I, that way I'll just have it and it'll be fine. And second time through, I did notice a few things, things I didn't notice before. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. But it was still, it was, it was a big clunker. And I'm just like, man. <sighs> All man. right. So donated that one too. <laughs> so yeah. I can't, I, can't, uh, I can't do it a third time. I'm, I'm, I've signed that up. I have a, a list of never evers and that's on that list now. Yeah, it's funny too because I tell myself often that comicsology should be sort of the testing ground for that yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know where it's like just a lot of times they'll have single issues. Like the first couple are in the unlimited, even if you know the trade paperbacks aren't, or mm-hmm. I guess they're not trade paperbacks, but the collected editions. Yeah, and um, but I but there's some 
part of my completest impulse clicks in and I'm like, I don't want a single issue. I, I literally just did this last night. I realized I downloaded a single issue to check out a book and I was like, ah, single issue. And I went back and looked for the collected edition and then realized, oh, right, right. That's why I only got the single issue. Yeah. The- <laughs> yeah. But um, I do that same it- thing where you're like, why do I have this? Oh, that's right. <laughs> I mean, it quickly gets out of hand with the unlimited plan. But do you, um, what, what is it? What are the re- recommended if you like? kind of books for oh god dang it i didn't think about that um well, like i'm the one that jumped to mind oh. was uh the one you mentioned a cup the galactus story that you mentioned from i can't i, I can't oh, remember what it was yes from. it was uh, well it's an instagram post it was the ultimates number two yes um which yeah is the origin story of galactus that's if you i'll yeah that's a good point if you like that that's a little a little crazy um this is like that but uh, so you from the comics perspective that's a good one i would also i mean I mentioned them in the beginning, but the Beowulf, the Epic of Gilgamesh. Oh, okay. If you like classic myth, uh, you know, in the in the operatic in the operatic style, this is for you. Um, if you've ever sort of okay. pondered the Book of Revelations, this is for right. you. If you like, if you as a child or as a teenager had a uh, Megadeth and or Black Sabbath poster on your wall, this is for you. <laughs> if you okay. uh i'm just gonna keep thinking of of possible like you might be a red deck style jokes about this book it's, well, it's, but again maybe the twisted sister christmas album i'll i'll read yeah. this dear listeners and then because i am a fan of the twisted sister christmas album so then i, I will be able to give you a, a more complete portrait is this an, a mon amarth album or is this twisted sisters christmas album um i i was gonna say so would you recommend this above infinity war infinity gauntlet itself the book yes god yes. okay so we we talked about infinity gauntlet on number 68 of this podcast and we were both not fans of that <laughs> to say the least that, yeah accurate um and you talked about the ultimates number two in episode number 83 i wanted to look those two things up to to point listeners you know to other episodes where we've talked about yeah books if, like if you want to see how galactus got started like what made galactus that is the issue to, to read and then listen to our, uh, my spiel about it because that that's no. why i bought that thing that's and i recently posted that cover um on instagram and is by far our most popular post <laughs> that's amazing well that cover had. is so cool the uh, da vinci's like vitruvian man but it's galactus right yeah that's the yeah. book so look, <laughs> just look for that symbol and, and you read it it's a hell of a fun read you're just like wow this is how galactus got started and then at the end of the story because it's juxtaposed his his origins juxtaposed with um a modern day ultimate plan that they're trying to they're trying to take down galactus and so while they're doing that, they're telling a story at the same time. At the very end of it, something happens to Galactus that's pretty profound and interesting. Hmm. Um, so it's worth it just to kind of see what he becomes. This is definitely a, an interesting vein uh, to mine for us. Are those like, you know, gigantic, epic Marvel stories? You know, we yeah. don't, we don't yeah. usually get into that, especially not with our indie comics. So yeah, it's a um, big jump. Yeah, and I mean, even though like East of West is a, a huge Armageddon sort of scenario, it still doesn't feel like there's not a a literally like a being that's as big as a planet and wants to eat it, that kind of thing. You yeah, know, it's, yeah. It, 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 I don't know what, I don't know how to describe it. It's not that one's more ridiculous than the other. They're just still a different scale, you know? Yeah, um, and there's all this other interconnective tissue that, yeah. you know, in the Marvel Universe or the DC Universe or whatever, whatever their origins are. 
Yeah. Well, uh, like I said, I've, I've already borrowed this on Comixology, so I look forward to digging into it and um, playing some metal while I read it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, if you want to, if you want more uh, books like this or uh, other books, that, you know, from our past uh, episodes, uh, other episodes of this, go back, listen to the back catalog of Panelism. We started off as the Todd and Taylor show and have had a lot of twists and turns along the way, but have been talking comics pretty much through the entire thing. So go yeah, back. I mean, we started talking about the Avengers and here we are talking about the Avengers in episode. Exactly. Wow. Oh, whatever. Yeah, man. That's a, I didn't even think about that. What a wonderful, <laughs> what a wonderful I know we pride ourselves on our indie comic depth, but, but yeah, it, you know, it's, we always come back to the Avengers, of course. And so you can, I, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, oh, I, I know what you were going to do. Um, I was going to say on next week's show, we are pretty sure we're going to be talking about Avengers Endgame. Yes. Uh, and then we'll be back to comics the week after that. Heck yeah. And then comics pretty much from here on out. Um, yeah. we'll What's the best them? place to find us online? You'll find all of that information at panelism.inc, panelism.inc. That's the website address. And coincidentally, our Instagram handle also at panelism.inc. Yeah. That's where we post most of our stuff. Um, all our picks, also just cool stuff that you know from comics that are interesting or neat. Um, little little this and that also, but just uh, you know find that, find our follow our website. Also uh, look for a show called Wednesday in Westeros. Oh yes. we are still running that for the next couple weeks and then thereafter here and there. But it is our Game of Thrones weekly recap it comes out on Mondays. Don't let the name deceive you. Uh, search for Wednesday in Westeros and subscribe and let us know your comments about that and all of the above. Excellent. Uh, I will see you next time or I will see you later. <laughs> That's the new theme song right there. Okay. On your mark. Yeah. Whenever. Welcome to <laughs> Welcome to Just go right ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah.